I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. And we don't love long work weeks. Nope. That definitely we don't like. We are tired. Yeah, it's just been... I don't know what it is. It's just like every week before I get to this day, the day that I love because we record this wonderful podcast and we have wine and dinner and all that. Oh, so much dinner and so much good wine. But like before that, it feels like the longest week ever. You ain't wrong. I, I just don't understand it and it's the same thing every week it is <laughs> and you know we're getting to that time of year where I, I i know that it's supposed to be as it is in songs the most wonderful time of the year no. with kids jingle belling and everybody telling you to be of good cheer but we know everybody's not of good cheer everybody's stressed especially in the year 2020 because mm-hmm. pandemic um numbers keep getting higher and higher yeah so people are grumpy people are you know especially in the states losing losing jobs getting shut down getting furloughed um and even if you're fortunate enough to still have your job we know that you probably have family that's cranky or difficult to deal with so oh me same hey my mother-in-law just like legit got up and ran from me and went into another room when i went to go pick something up so (laughs) well and that's why i have very funny holiday shirts to wear around my family so the one i'm wearing right now it says um uh holidays make me tipsy there you go was there one that says merry christmas where's the fucking booze well i have a sweatshirt that says um it says uh merry drunk i'm christmas oh i'll take that one (laughs) so if you two are struggling right now if the holidays sometimes get you down if you have grumpy family that runs and hides from you when you come over we're here for you (laughs) yes we we, we can relate we hope that you're uh doing okay and we hope that you find a way to have you know whether it's zoom calls or you, you find some way to have a good time with your chosen family because your chosen family is more important than yes. your obligatory family because you do not share genetic ties to those people. Those are the people you choose to spend your time with. Mm-hmm. And in my book, that makes them more important. Yeah. I like you guys better than my family. Me too. Like way better. Family. <laughs> Family's the best family. It is. I have, a, I have a joke for you though. I'm ready. Let's get happier. It's not as good as your joke. <laughs> Um, but I can't compete with it. Uh, what is a skeleton's favorite board game? I don't know. What game? Tibial Pursuit. (laughs) (laughs) Get it? Like the bone, the tibia bone. Yes, I know. (laughs) It's so great. I know. I've been on the, the, um, dirty bird train with, with my jokes. You know what? I'm not sad about it. But I mean, would you love me any less? (laughs) Never. If I did put them in. So, um, okay. Well, here's my joke. All right. What is Dracula's porn star name? <laughs> I don't know. Vlad the Impaler. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the more tame one that I saw. Dude, the other one you read was just disgusting. Yeah. I thought I was going to lose my dinner. Yeah, so, but yeah, that one was better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we get into our booze news? We should. Okay, booze, booze news, booze news. news. 
So we've been getting a lot of um, buzz about the Universal monsters, you know, kind of coming back to life. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Deadline reported that Universal is working on a brand new movie for the character Van Helsing. Wait, is this the, the Channing Tatum one? It's possible. Oh, snap. I don't know. They didn't say. Snappity snap, snap, snap. But what's really cool is James Wan is producing. Okay. And, I'm and here for Julius this. Avery, who did Overlord, is on board to direct. I don't think I saw Overlord. Oh, it was okay. Okay. But. What was it about? But I. Uh, it was a war. It, it's been a while. Don't quote me on that. It was like a war movie, though. Okay. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> but I did see it. <laughs> um, but anywho, so there, we know that Hugh Jackman did uh, Van Helsing back in 2004. And then more recently in the 2017s, The Mummy that nobody um, wanted to you know, admit to seeing, um, <laughs> I'm, I will glad, me. I will gladly admit to seeing it and <laughs> gladly tell you it was trash. Right. <laughs> but there, so these, they were saying that the mummy ended with the suggestion that Tom Cruise was going to become a Van Helsing like figure. But I was like, no, mm, no, 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 no. I did not get that from the end of the movie. No, no, no. And, uh, Hey, universal spoiler alert. If you want your movie to do well, don't put Tom Cruise on it. Right. So because of the failed dark universe, you know, they pretty much just universal said, we're just going to start from scratch. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Thank that's you. the right move. Thank you for doing that. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it could go along with the news that we released last week about Channing Tatum. I think he would be a good Van Helsing. I do too. And I don't. I mean, but are they going to do like the like the Van Helsing with like the accent? You mean like the Hugh Jackman version? That I, came did out? he have an accent? Well, n- n- he sounded like an American, but everybody yeah. else sounded like they're from Transylvania. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or, or Romania, excuse me. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Transylvania. <laughs> right. So, I mean, because he has a very, he, like, when he talks, you can kind of hear that, like, Louisiana twang a little bit. And, you know, I was really disappointed in that movie. I wanted to like it because it was filmed so yeah. beautifully. I really liked the effects, too. The effects were, they were all, they were interesting i felt like I, some of it was a little overdone yeah yeah like they could have it, it just it looked a little i felt a little too much like i was watching a video game at some point oh yeah you mean the part where they both turned into the creatures yeah and were fighting each yeah, other yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. In the end, yeah yeah i could see that yeah. yeah um but you know i it, other than that the parts that featured normal actors i felt like were filmed beautifully and i really 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 wanted to like that movie i just i can't do it i liked it but i mean i didn't love it i mean it was it was fine yeah but it's how i feel about most no shade it's how i feel about most (laughs) keanu reeves movies it's like i love keanu reeves but most of his most not all of them because he's had some good films yeah but most of them are just fine yeah, like they're okay. Yeah, you do like the little shoulder shrug. I'm like, eh, it's okay. I, 
I don't know that I can give it a recommendation. It's fine. I can't. I I didn't hate it, but I also can't say that I liked it. So yeah. I end up on. It's just fine. Well, hopefully. I'm, well, I'm just praying something good comes of this because everybody's trying to write these new stories for Universal Monsters. So I'll just keep my fingers crossed that it's going to be good. Yep. <laughs> In some other news, uh, we learned that uh, Clive Barker has successfully leveraged copy uh, copyright law to recapture the American rights to the franchise of Hellraiser. Whoop, whoop. And it's been a long battle. Uh-huh. <laughs> so his attorney filed the papers in California federal court confirming a settlement with Park Avenue in entertainment the production company that's currently enjoying the rights to a film about a woman underway under the sway of a resurrected former lover so uh barker will gain the u.s rights to hellraiser beginning on december 19th of 2021 i mean nice so (laughs) and that will include the rights to the underlying story and the script for the 1987 film Yay! <laughs> I feel like that's so far away. It's a whole I know, year. It's, it's <laughs> um, only thing that's like kind of bad about it is like anything done with the film franchise post Hellraiser '87 is not owned by Barker. Correct. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but obviously, this is huge news for all things Hellraiser because um, you know Barker has most definitely given his approval to a Hellraiser series that's in the works at HBO. And he has just come on board as executive producer. And then there's the new Hellraiser movie uh, being directed directed (laughs) by David Bruckner. So that I don't know how I feel about. I mean, I don't I don't know. We'll see. Jury's out. Yeah. They're in deliberation. Hopefully they'll have Clive Barker a part of it. Nice. So, but yeah, Some, some good news. I have also more good news. Yay. Because I feel like a couple weeks ago, it was just nothing but bleak despair. Yeah. Um, so it is official. <gasps> the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes. Hits theaters and HBO <gasps> Max. Oh, my God. In June of next year. I need it now. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. Because it was supposed to come out, what, September? Yes. Yes. Um, September of 2020 this year, which obviously that is coming on. And but with cinemas in most parts of the country being closed, uh, obviously it the date was moved to next year. However, Patrick Wilson actually leaked it on his Twitter account. Yay! That it's gonna hit on June fourth, twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, thank you, Patrick Wilson. Thank you, Patrick Wilson. We love you. <laughs> um, so. Yes, that's exciting. Want to see that haunted rocking chair in action? Keep my HBO Max subscription. (laughs) Or, I mean, you could get rid of it and then just get it back. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's not that much. No, HBO Max, I feel like it's cheap. Yeah. It's not like Hulu. I feel like Hulu (laughs) depends, like, it's, it's varying levels, and it's like, here, would you like $5 or would you like a kidney or a lung? Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't, I, I hate commercials, but then I don't mind them if it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. Right. But yeah, HBO Max is not that bad. No, it's not. And then last but not least, for all of you Walking Dead fans out there, AMC has ordered season seven of the Walking Dead spinoff, Fear the Walking Dead. I'm so surprised it's still going <laughs> 
I know. Especially well, because The Walking Dead is ending. It is. And I feel like this is um, Cher's fa- farewell to her, all 98 <laughs> of them. Because, no, I'm sorry, no shade. Um, <laughs> all, all the shade. So the the show's official Twitter tweeted that the past is dead, but the future is bright. Hashtag fear the walking dead is come back for seven seasons. So uh, obviously the flagship series is going to conclude with the extended, again, I say shares 98th farewell <laughs> tour. Jesus. This is a 24 episode 11th season, which is going to be split into three, eight episode chunks. Okay. Right. But as we know, there is a spinoff coming. It is a Daryl and Carol spinoff that is planned for a 2023 release as well as an anthology series, Tales of the Walking Dead. I also feel like we don't need that. No, I really don't. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and for those of you that are fans, no shade, live your truth, enjoy it. Uh, the extended 10th season is going to premiere on Sunday, February 28th. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah, it's you know I I tried I really I really wanted to like it and I tried really hard but um unlike most normal people and I'm sorry I I know that I'm super picky and I, there's a lot that I don't like so mm-hmm. I feel really bad <laughs> trashing everything. Okay, well I'll say this I was a huge Walking Dead fan mm-hmm. when it came out, but then I just felt like the like the middle seasons just just they were just dragging a lot where i was like finally to the point where can we just kill everybody right can we just be done i want the zombies (laughs) to win at this point (laughs) like because they get to so many places where you know they're good they like you know build like a you know protection and they have this like house and community and then like there's some new person that wants to come in and take over like it's like it's the same thing over and over Mm-hmm. So for me, I've been kind of over it for a while and I try to be a fan and try to, you know, get back on, you know, the bandwagon, watch it again. But I'm just like, nah, you know, I'm good. Indeed. I got other stuff to watch. I'm good. There's, oh yeah, there's lots of other good stuff to watch. <laughs> so I feel like a, a bad person for saying that, but. Yeah. And no, you're not. It's, it's. And there it is. Yep. <laughs> Savage Bree coming out. Love it. <laughs> Well, we uh, want to share some more uh, vendors for your Christmas shopping because, and also remember to please support small, small businesses because they need it the most this year. So I'm just going to absolutely keep getting on my soapbox and letting you guys know that. So, <laughs> uh, so the first one I want to share is Mystic Museum. I love going there. Me so cool. too. They have so many great stuff. Check them out on Instagram. I believe they also have a website, but they're also open and they are following a COVID safety protocol for people to come in the store. So if you're in Burbank, California, please check them out. But they are a a museum, Shop of the Occult, Horror, and Mysticism. They currently have some great holiday horror-themed gifts. It's it just so cute. We've got so many great oddities right now. Yes. Like if you ever wanted a framed femur, they've sure. got it. Yep. Or There's like somebody out there that wants it. A bat skull. Mm-hmm. They've got it. Oh, yeah. All kinds of cool stuff. So much stuff. And also make sure you check out their sister store, Bearded Lady Vintage and Oddities. Hell yeah. 
some really, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I want to talk about uh, craniums. I love her so much. She makes the cutest little headpieces and headbands and jewelry. We, I mean, well, when we were having, um, you know, events and things were open, <laughs> we would <laughs> see them there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the uh, darker side of cute since 2008. Um, right now, um, it doesn't look like her website is up, but she is taking um, direct messages on her Instagram to inquire about purchases. Awesome. But please uh, check her out on Instagram. Some really cute stuff. Nice. And... The two that I picked for today, uh, first one is A Classic Paradise. And <gasps> I love them. I know. So A Classic Paradise is owned and operated by our dear friends, Val and Tony. Uh, they have a storefront out here in Montebello, California. So that is part of East Los Angeles. Uh, I believe you can still shop by appointment only, but I don't know if that is changing due to the recent uh, shutdown orders that are in effect for uh, Los Angeles County and any other county in California Ugh. that are in the purple tier. So um, TBD on that. However, they do have a website. It's classicparadise.com. And but the thing that I love the most about Valentoni is while they do have fun tiki themed and retro themed clothing for men and women uh they also have a very robust section of wicker and all, all sorts of tiki themed stuff i love it i know it's so cool but also tony is quite the artisan and artist so he hand designs all of these super fun uh, embroidered pieces for their store. So they've got sweaters, they've got shirts, hats, all sorts of fun stuff. They've so a fun a couple of the fun horror kind of uh, you know Disney spooky Christmas themed stuff. They've got a Jingle Cruise themed sweater and shirt Aww. actually a couple of sweaters yeah they're so cute have you seen them they have like the little no. hippo look you gotta go look so they've got um the hippo from the jungle cruise ride at disneyland who's wearing a little santa hat it's super cute uh and the the boat from the ride that's got the lights on it because remember when they did jingle cruise mm-hmm. um so it's it's that themed so they've got oh, all the jingle cruise themed God. stuff they also have from a nightmare before christmas they have the scary man eating wreath that uh, has the little embroidered things on it. And they've got a couple different things. Tote bag. They have sweaters and shirts and berets, I believe, that are all embroidered with that scary wreath. Oh. I know. And then they also just released yesterday the Mary Sketty. Mary Sketty. What? Mary (laughs) Scary Teddy uh, design that's on some shirts. It's so cute. I know. It's so cute. Shirts, hoodie, um, yeah, so all kinds of fun kind of Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas themed stuff. Gosh, so, they're so talented I know, there. but then Val also hand makes ornaments, like scary ornaments, garlands, all sorts of things for your spooky and or goth tree. So be sure to check them out at aclassicparadise.com. Yay. And the second one that I picked is another one that we love seeing at conventions. It is Jack Savage Fashions. Yay. Run by the lovely Amanda. That's where I got my mermaid crown. I know. So she makes all sorts of super fun and spooky 
headbands that are yeah, some of them are floral but they also have she has a lot of horns she does a lot of cool kind of macabre crowns i mean some of them have teeth on them come on really um, cool. yeah she has all sorts <laughs> of fun ears she has hats like a krampus hat so it's the santa hat with the little krampus horns on it um so great stuff for both men and women she's she does great stuff all year round but she has some really cool krampus theme pieces as well so check out her website so she's i believe she's jack savagefashion.com so we're gonna keep sharing our favorite small um business businesses on our instagram account um as well as our facebook stories so please be sure to shop small this holiday season jeff bezos has enough money he can't ever spend it all exactly Mm -hmm. yay so today we're gonna talk about the history of yule 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 the yule log <laughs> we did throw in the yule log today <laughs> i just wanted to say it like that sorry yule log <laughs> so what is yule i have no idea well we're about to find out yeah i learned a lot i know this, this was week. so much fun to <laughs> this was so much fun to to research um so for those of you who don't know and i'm sure many if you're if you're listening to this podcast i'm sure you probably do you know that yule is an incredibly old term that traces back to celebrations of the new year christmas and may or may not involve a lot of drinking eating sacrifices and making of oaths wait you said sacrifices i did say sacrifices you heard me proper interesting (laughs) and making oaths that that sounds like uh drawing uh drawing blood to to sign your name in for your new year's resolutions exactly it's young new year's <laughs> resolutions so that ex person that you're never gonna call again or stalk on facebook that 15 pounds you're gonna lose at the gym i like that you're drinking your tea right now <laughs> um or no comment. you know that podcast you're gonna finally start yeah. That instrument you're going to learn how to play. Oh, no, I'm not getting to that. It started with Yule. Oh. Yes. So Yule is a pagan holiday that takes place on the day of winter solstice, which is typically on or around December 21st in the northern hemisphere. But obviously below the equator, winter solstice falls around June 21st. Oh, so uh-huh. they have a different kind of Yule. Yes. So on that day... Uh, something super nerdy and awesome happens in the heavens above us. The Earth's axis actually tilts away from the sun in the northern hemisphere, and it the sun reaches its greatest distance from the equatorial plane. You sound so smart right now. I know. I I'm really not smart in human life. She's lying. That's why I just said human life and not real life. <laughs> <laughs> if you needed more proof. Amazing. I went to college. <laughs> C's get degrees. Anyway. Uh, so many cultures around the world have winter festivals that are, in fact, celebrations of light. In addition to Christmas, we obviously know Hanukkah. Shout out to our friend Daniela, our our favorite Jewish friend, um, with brightly lit menorahs, Kwanzaa with candles, and any number of other holidays. So as a festival of the sun, the most important part of any Yule celebration is light. Candles, bonfires. Yeah, bonfires. Light. (laughs) But we can't do that here. 
No, 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 not when it's windy and dry right now. The relative humidity is like 22%. Oh, what do you mean? I can't have my, um... <laughs> my my sex reveal party for my baby oh my god <laughs> with a bonfire for those that um <laughs> for those that don't know uh if you live in southern california you know uh fire season is like from june to february now because drought um but for those of you that live outside the states and um our idiocy did not make it to you or if you live in another country and the idiocy <laughs> of the united states is just so hard to keep track of there were two people in southern california who decided to have a gender reveal party on one of the hottest days of the year in the middle of an open brush like a dead brush field and they did not use smoke bombs. They used the equivalent of M80s. Did you watch that video? That I shit did. exploded. I did. It was a smoke bomb. No, I have seen smoke bombs. We have made smoke bombs. That was an M80. I was like, girl, you going to jail? <laughs> Lisa, burn the house down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And anyway, yes, they anyway. Uh, exploded something in the middle of a of the desert and uh lit southern california on Damn. fire so you're saying i can't have a yule bonfire no you really shouldn't when it's 22 percent relative humidity and 40 mile an hour winds it's not a good well, idea shit don't do it girl it's not worth it i was just thinking about it, I, it. <laughs> I did it and they did it and i burned <laughs> like, the house down. like ten thousand acres oh my gosh <laughs> Oh, I hope those people were prosecuted. Anyway. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> I hope so. Um, anyway, end, end rant. Yes. Don't play with fire in Southern California. <laughs> if it's snowing, you're fine. But it doesn't snow here that much in most places. So let's take a little bit closer look at some of the history behind some of these celebrations. Okay. Um, so we're going to tell you about some of the different origins of this around the globe because most cultures had some type of Yule celebration. Okay. Um, but in the Northern Hemisphere, winter solstice has been celebrated for thousands of years. The Norse peoples viewed it as a time for much feasting and merrymaking. Um, in addition, if the Icelandic sagas are to be believed, this was a time of sacrifice as well. Oh. Uh, so we then started to see traditional customs such as the Yule log, the decorated tree, and wassailing, which as we discovered last week, is going door to door and asking your neighbors for booze. That's great. Can we bring that back when there's not a pandemic? Right. <laughs> um, so, yes. So these traditions all have, you know, a Norse origin. So uh, actually, this is from from the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> oh. uh, in 726, like the year 726. Wow. Real long time ago. We're going back. We're on way back. Uh, St. Bede, a monk and scholar, mentioned Julie... And oh. old, which is uh, G-I-U-L-I, an old spelling of Yule as a name for both December and January. So this is where the origins start to get kind of murky. And we learn from Beat that there was also a pre-Christian festival celebrated on December 25th <clears throat> oh. called Madronect or Mother's Night. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So some scholars have proposed that there's a connection between the traditional Yuli, or from December and January, Mother's Night, and the Norse celebration thought to have taken place around the same time. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, so apparently this is still widely debated and scholars have not been able to pinpoint the precise origin of the Yule celebration. Um, but the Oxford Companion comments that before the Norman conquest on December 25th was normally called midwinter in English. It was not called Yule which is more Scots than English. Okay. And contrary to what you might think, the word Yule is thought to be the same from the same mysterious Germanic origin as Joel, which is spelled J-O-L, not the one name that is descended from the other, meaning Yule. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, old tales of the Old Norse Yule, which have less uh, credibility behind them, claim that it was the day between when the veil between the dead and living was thin. I like this version. Oh, okay. Um, so I thought that was Halloween, but... I, apparently, it's, apparently, it's more Yule. <laughs> but I mean, when you, when you think about it... Um, but I like it. Yeah, it, I guess it would make sense because Halloween is the celebration of the harvest and time changing. Oh, that's true. Um, but yule is like the darkest most desperate part of the winter mm-hmm. when it's fucking cold yeah. there's snow everywhere and ice and penguins and oh, penguins i fucking love penguins are so goddamn cute <laughs> um and so it make it would make sense that you know this is the day when uh the veil between the two is oh, okay. rather thin yeah okay i guess i could see that i like it <laughs> um so some even argue that Jolnir, which is spelled uh j-o with a little like accent on it uh n-i-r is one of odin's many names and indicates that odin features prominently in the celebrations which since he also had a role as god of the dead indicate that it was kind of a day of the dead celebration oh mm-hmm. i like it Yep. Um, and then this next part is there's there's another scholar who's going to say, that's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a scholar uh, named Bettina Sejberg Sommer, uh, who in 1828, while she was at the University of Copenhagen, uh, wrote that and she wrote an article entitled The Pre-Christian Yule, Not a Cult of the Dead, but a Norse New Year Festival. So this is where we start getting into other like okay. New Year celebrations. Um So, she proposed that folkloric elements assumed to be related to a cult of the dead have other explanations, like a custom of leaving a table full of food out during the night might be for dead ancestors, or it might be for angels, trolls, or other supernatural visitors. I like the trolls. I know. uh, (laughs) The Norwegians love trolls, apparently. Yeah. For For our listeners that are up in Scandinavian countries, please let us know if trolls are such a big part of your culture still, because I really hope that they are. Because that would be awesome. Yes. Um, And some scholars actually now think that Odin might be connected to the day because of his roles with ritual drinking and the aristocracy. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, all right. That makes sense. Go Odin. (laughs) Um, And this is not, you know, the Marvel Odin. I hope you all know. No, Um, that's what they're thinking. Well, I I really (laughs) hope not. This, this is not Anthony Hopkins with his one eyeball. Oh, shit. So just making sure everybody knows. <laughs> um, so uh, it, instead, it can be gleaned from the title. Somer argues that Yule was a pre-Christian New Year festival, um, saying that uh, 
the Yule period in the coming year is not predicted. It is created. In this period, the impending year comes into being. And that is why the coming year is shaped by the Yule period. Everything happens in this period, influences and creates the coming year. That sounds real confusing. That, that that's was a like, lot that in was, one sentence. Yeah. It's basically like that movie, The Arrival, with uh, oh, with Amy Adams. And, yeah, don't, uh, don't even get into that. <laughs> If you could see your future and you knew it ended in heartache, would you do it? The answer is no, you yes, wouldn't. No, no I'm one good. would ever do that. <laughs> That's why Jeremy Renner left you. You made a bad choice. <laughs> she didn't see that one coming. But she did. Oh, no. She totally saw it. She knew. She knew what was going to happen. No. Um, so anyway, Summer continues um, and, and continues to believe that the season is full of divination and concern for the coming year. Um, in Old Norse culture, there is a sense that divination actively affects the future. So abundant food and alcohol meant that you were actively creating abundance for the coming year. So this is why drinking and eating to excess, gluttony, uh, is not the centerpiece and most striking characteristic of the feast. It is sacred duty. It is my duty to eat too much and get dropped down drunk. That sounds um, good. You know, I support this. That sounds like me every Christmas. Um, anytime I have to deal with my family. Right. Um, <laughs> bring the wine. Um, so it's, it's viewed as a sacred duty, as is evident in the widespread custom that a visitor must partake of food and drink. To refuse is not acceptable. Um, but she cautions that the festival likely had other meanings as well, and it is a mistake to take on a singular viewpoint. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, she's got uh, a few different views on it. I kind of like the idea that it's a, it's a Day of the Dead. That's yeah, I like that one, too. Mm-hmm. We'll stick with that. Right. So, <laughs> let's jump forward uh, to the year 900. <laughs> so... <laughs> we're moving fast well hey we were we were at 726 so we've we've moved up a a bit um so by the year 900 yule was actually being used as a word for christmas which is still in scottish and in northern dialects so when alfred the great gave free men 12 days at yule in the late 9th century he meant a christmas vacation i like that can we please get back to 12 days of Christmas vacation? Yes, please. Dear employers, <laughs> we suffered enough this year. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so this was a time when the two holidays started to blend together. And according to the saga of King Hakan the Good, uh, a who was a Christian, demanded that people had to celebrate either Christmas or Yule, both of which were to happen in late December. I might rather celebrate Yule personally. Yeah. Um, they were able to celebrate whichever they chose, but each free man, free man, come on. We, we, (sighs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, uh, vintage fashion is one of my passions, but whenever anybody asked me if I would rather live in the 1940s or 50s or now, I'm like, I'm a woman. I'm going to the future. I am not going Mm -hmm. backwards. Mm -mm. Vintage fashion, not not vintage values. (laughs) Um, anyway, so this pains me to say, no offense to men, but, you know, in the year 900, women weren't exactly valued. So each free man hmm, had to have ale for the celebration from a measure of grain and had to keep the holidays while the ale lasted. Drink real slow. Um, so according to Crawford, this amounted to four gallons of ale. Oh, geez. In three nights. 
that's, that's a, actually not that much is, is it oh yeah i guess that's a, yeah especially well, if you're drinking it all throughout the day i mean that's basically me in college <laughs> <laughs> so that's not a lot um so the party also featured sacrifices sadly especially that of horses oh come on i'm sorry you see hey you said sacrifices um and oaths mm. mm-hmm. thus your new year's resolutions um, so the exact origins of Yule still have many open questions, but at least modern day Christmas celebrations don't tend to feature over a gallon of beer a day. That's Again, nice. I say you have not had to deal with my family. <laughs> I see. I, I can't do the beer. We're going no, to get me some wine. It's liquid bud, but just give me the hard stuff. It gets the job done faster. Yes. <laughs> well, some European origins of Yule. So the Celts of the British Isles celebrated midwinter as well, although little known uh today about the specifics of what they did um but many of the traditions still persist and according to the writings of pliny the elder i just not like, the beer <laughs> i just like that my name is pliny the elder and it's not the beer yeah that's just ugh, so funny anyway <laughs> so according to to pliny uh this is the time of the year in which a druid priest sacrificed a white bull and gathered mistletoe, mistletoe in celebration yeah that's morbid mm-hmm. i i still want to know okay so they gathered the mistletoe but what what did they do with the mistletoe celebrated it i'm ron burgundy <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're leaving so much out. I know. <laughs> they're they're not telling us because something bad happened. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then in the uh, Roman culture, so uh, few cultures knew how to party like the Romans. I we, will agree with that statement. Yeah, I I mean, just from learning a lot in history class. Yeah, they. But also, have you seen Gladiator? Yes yep yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> they sure do know how to party mm-hmm. <laughs> so um saturnalia which fell on december 17th uh was a festival of general merrymaking and debauchery <laughs> i love that held around the time of winter solstice <laughs> this week-long party was held in honor of the god saturn and involved sacrifices gift giving special privileges for slaves <laughs> thank you you're welcome slaves <laughs> and That's a lot of feasting so stupid yeah you get special privileges just for this week that's it and then it's back to being a slave or whatever i don't i mean it doesn't say what their privileges were but my eyes just rolled so hard back i know in my head. they might not come back front <laughs> i know bring them back bring them back <laughs> um although this holiday was partly about giving presents uh more importantly it was to honor the agricultural god to bring them all this wonderful stuff that they probably didn't need mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean maybe they should um hopefully the the slaves were praying that they would get released because that's just crazy <laughs> Mm. anyway so a typical saturnalia gift might be something like a writing tablet or tool cups and spoons clothing (laughs) items or food okay so you said tool 
And I, I didn't read that part because I'm like, I'm, I'm following along on our notes, but you said tool and I know that you meant, and I'm looking at it now, T-O-O-L. Yes. But I thought like T-U-L-L-E. Oh, like, like, <laughs> like what I, what I have too much of in my house. <laughs> so much tool, so little time. You know. I was like, tool, wait, what? Yes. Lots of tool for all the pretty pink princesses dresses they needed to make. Why it gotta be pink? It- because it's me talking. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is pink. <laughs> I, they probably didn't have that color back then, I'm sure. I don't know, but I'm sure they probably didn't have tool period back then. So that's why I'm just like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. T-O-O-L. Oh, like things that you fix things with. Yes. Okay. Like what you would use for your writing tablet. Or to build stuff. That too. so citizens decked their halls with boughs of greenery and even hung small tin ornaments on brushes uh, bushes i said brushes sorry on bushes and trees um almost like like a christmas tree that you decorate i think so yeah or a bush like a hanukkah bush sure I have a Hanukkah bush in my hall just for Daniela. Christmas bush? Or it's got blue stuff on Kwanzaa it. Kwanzaa bush? Probably not a Kwanzaa bush, but... Yeah. It's the Romans. Um, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> and then um, there were also bands of naked revelers often roamed the streets. Yeah! Singing and uh, caressing a sort of naughty precursor to today's Christmas caroling tradition. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, so... <laughs> Fun sidebar, uh, when my my bestie Amanda and I went to London when we were, I think we were 19. We were 19 when we went to London. Uh, we happened to be outside eating at a restaurant when a huge naked protest of cyclists went riding by. I mean, like, butt-ass naked. They all went riding by or skating by because they were protesting uh, so many commuters in London. And I'm like, where am I? They're on. They're they're naked. Oh my I, I've god! I've never seen so many naked parts in one place at one time. <laughs> it was the best. Uh, I can only just imagine that. Wow, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Live your truth. <laughs> just just walk naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, also, so four thousand years ago, the ancient egyptians took the time to celebrate the daily rebirth of ra this the god of the sun and as their culture flourished and spread throughout mesopotamia other uh, civilizations decided to get in on the sun welcoming action I like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, I gotta get in this. This looks like fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they found that things went really well until the weather got cooler and crops began to die. So each year, this cycle of birth, death, and rebirth took place, and they began to realize that every year, after a period of cold and darkness, the sun did indeed return. Mm. Yay! Thank you. Thanks, sun. God of the sun, Ra. Thank We've- you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we have the sun right now, and it's still kind of cold-ish. Uh, it's not been that cold. Windy. It's been windy, but it hasn't been that cold. Who's the god of the wind? Can we stop him? I don't know. He needs to take a vacation. <laughs> he needs to take a break. Right? Sit down. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, um, winter festivals were also common in Greece and Rome, as 
as well as in the British Isles. Uh, when a new religion called Christianity popped up. <laughs> hello. That thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the new hierarchy had trouble converting the pagans. I mean, of course they did. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they didn't want to give up their old holidays. Like, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. But, I mean, and then they, so you got the Christian churches, they were built up on uh, you know, old pagan worship sites. That's rude. That's super rude. <laughs> and pagan symbols were incorporated into the the symbolism of Christianity. Also rude. Mega rude. <sighs> That's rude. But anyway. things things like wreaths. Yeah. Pagan. I said pagan, not bacon. I realized that sounded like I said bacon, but mm, I said pagan. And I almost was thinking about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So, but within a few centuries, the Christians had everyone worshiping a new holiday celebrated on December 25th. Hmm. <laughs> Although scholars believe it is more likely that Jesus was born around April rather than in the winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in some traditions of Wicca and paganism, the Yule celebration comes from the Celtic um, legend of the battle between the young Oak King and the Holly King. Oh, I like that. Uh (laughs) The Oak King, representing the light of the new year, tries each year to usurp the... uh, Usurp. Usurp, sorry. You're fine, you're fine. I cannot read today. We Sorry. also had wine. Yes, also that. <laughs> so he tries each year to usurp the old Holly King, who is the symbol of darkness. Oh. But see, when I think Holly, I don't think darkness. I don't mm. either. I'm like, I got the, like, the dog. Um. Like the sideways? <laughs> yes. The sideways peanut face when she gets real confused? Yes. She's like, well, what doing? But what's really cool is that um, in some Wiccan rituals, they do a reenactment of this battle. <gasps> Hell yeah! I would like to see that. Oh, who's hosting one? I know. Can we go socially distance watch? Yes, l- let us know. Oh, I would I'm like to see the Oak it. King battle the Holly King. Oh, that sounds so cool. But I also want to see something... A person called the Holly King look so dark. Yeah, man. Because out here in the US, Holly is very it's like very happy. It's festive. Yes. Festive as fuck. I think I have a dress that is nothing but Holly on it. Like it's just all print of Holly and Holly berries. Oh, well, there you go. Sounds accurate. Sounds like something I'd do. So yeah. Anyway. There's some lovely history about Yule. Yeah. And uh so let's talk about everyone's favorite. The Yule Log. Yule Log. Log is such an odd word. It's like moist. It it just makes me think of poop. <laughs> Sorry. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody was like, I'm going to give you a Yule Log. I'm like, mm. like, Or you could not. You could think of another gift to give me. Right. <laughs> it's not that. Might I suggest... Something wrapped in a pretty bow. Mm-hmm. Anywho. So, um, the custom of build, of burning the Yule log goes back to and before medieval times. It oh. was originally a Nordic tradition. And uh, obviously, as we've talked about, Yule referring to specifically winter solstice festivals in Scandinavia and other parts of Northern Europe. 
So the Yule log was originally an entire tree that was carefully chosen and brought into the house with a great ceremony. The largest end of the log would be placed into the fire hearth while the rest of the... This sounds so awkward. (laughs) 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 So the largest end of the log would be stuck into the fire hearth while the rest of the tree stuck out into the room. What? Yes. An entire fucking tree. Isn't that crazy? This this sounds like an accident waiting to happen. I know so many like fire hazards. Uh, this was long before fire marshals, though. Yeah. Um. So the log would be lit from the remains of the previous year's log, which had been carefully stored away and slowly fed into the fire through the twelfth day of Christmas. Okay. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a really fucking big tree. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> that was great. They changed the song. Uh, so it was considered important that the relighting process was carried out by someone with clean hands. You should always wash your hands. We I are know. in a pandemic. <laughs> you should always have clean hands. Yes, there's that shouldn't be like a rule instruction in here. I know. <laughs> Um, so now I don't know, back then though. Oh, I know. Well, yeah, yeah. Less sanitation <laughs> right. back then. Um, but it's <laughs> just as funny. It's got someone with clean hands. Um, so nowadays most people obviously have central heating, so it's very difficult to burn a whole tree in your house. Um, you know. Just do it outside where there's a bunch of brush. It's fine. Ah! <laughs> anyway uh, i'm gonna get off that <laughs> oh so much dumb so much dumb it hurts um so in province uh specifically france it is traditional that the whole family helps to cut the log down and that a little bit is burnt each night if any of the log is left after the 12th night that is when it is kept safe in the house until next christmas to protect against lightning specifically oh. lightning okay which is you know odd concern but hey i've i was i've only been to france once and i don't remember seeing lightning but if it's a concern i stand with you okay so in some parts of the nether of uh netherlands this was also done but the log had to be stored under a bed And in some Eastern European countries, the log was cut down on Christmas Eve morning and lit that evening. Lovely. Mm -hmm. So lovely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you know, in Cornwall, which is in the UK, Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, uh, the log is called the mock. The mock. (laughs) Sounds like some creature (laughs) coming out to get you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the log is dried out and then the bark is taken off uh, off of it before it comes into the house to be burnt. I don't know if that makes it safer, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, also in the UK, uh, barrel makers or coopers, as barrel maker barrel makers were traditionally called, gave their customers old logs that they could use, um, not use for making barrels, but for, for Yule logs. Ah. So there it goes on that one <laughs> so and the the custom of the yule log spread all over europe and different kinds of wood are used in different countries so in england oak is traditional in scotland they use birch uh, while in france they use cherry mm. oh that's pretty 
Um, also in France, the the log is sprinkled with wine. Now that's what I'm talking about. Oh, this is like the best potpourri ever. <laughs> but they're also going to set the whole place on fire. That's true. Be safe, friends. But I mean, I'm sure they do it in a very nice, safe way with clean hands. <laughs> but the log is sprinkled with wine before it is burnt. So it smells nice when it's lit. I love that. I like the way they think. That, oh. That's why I always said I, I should live in France. God damn, that's brilliant. Because I feel like that's me. Like, when we went to that hot springs hotel, mm-hmm. and I tried to bring a bath bomb to make the hot springs smell better. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> it did not work, let me tell you. Oh no, Do not try bad. to put a bath bomb in a natural hot springs hot tub don't do it girl it's not worth it (laughs) it literally like smelled for like two seconds and then here comes the sulfur that was bad it it did not work it literally smelled like flowers and shit that was seriously the best like simultaneously the best and worst bachelorette party ever (laughs) hey but the water looked pretty it was it was it looked real nice and it smelled awful yeah it did it was it was such a nice experience i I don't know what people get from that but i just smelled sulfur the whole time so yeah it was rough anyway Um, in Devon and Somerset in the UK, some people have a very large bunch of ash twigs instead of the log. This comes from a local legend that Joseph, Mary, and Jesus were very cold when the shepherds found them on Christmas night. So the shepherds gave them some bunches of twigs to burn to keep them, them warm. That probably didn't last very long. Nope. Sure didn't. Because <laughs> they're twigs. Twigs. They're like, here, here's some twigs. This will keep you here, warm. For like a luck. second. Yeah. Thanks. We just had, you know, we just had this immaculate conception and we just had this baby and you're giving us some twigs to keep us warm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, <laughs> We just gave birth to the Lord's child. <laughs> anyway. Here, have some twigs. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> but in some parts of Ireland, people have a large candle instead of a log. Okay. Getting safer now. Um, right. And this is only lit on New Year's Eve and Twelfth Night. My people are safe. Yeah. I like it. Let's just get a candle instead of burning the whole damn house down. Yes. And you got France over there. Well, let's just pour wine on it. (laughs) Wine makes everything better. (laughs) Let's put some potpourri on it. (laughs) I mean, not wrong. Next, they're going to put champagne on it, and then they're really going to set the place aflame. Ooh. (laughs) Not champagne. Don't waste the champagne. Yeah. But like a a nice Merlot. Mm. Oh, that would smell so good. Ooh, a Pinot Noir. Ooh, a Pinot would smell good, too. Mm-hmm. Any of, like, the really... Well, I guess Pinot's not quite as strong, but any of the strong reds, like a Merlot or a Cabernet... But what would the flame be like on that? That's what I'm worried about. I don't know, but it would smell real nice before you die. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It would. Well, well that is the history of Yule and the Yule Log, or yes. the widely debated history of Yule, I should say. Or your Yule Twigs... <laughs> or your candles yes well now you know where caroling came from where the celebration of christmas came from and all sorts of other fun stuff yeah yeah we, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did researching it oh my gosh it's so fun i love that stuff you know f- seeing how um 
other like not trying to dog on Christianity because I know that we have a lot of um very faithful listeners and I know that you are also a person of faith so I, to- totally not dogging on it but I'm very fascinated to see how religion has shaped I mean, obviously not just the United States, but the entire mm-hmm. globe and yeah. tradition as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. I'm I'm like a 50-50. Like, yeah, you know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus and that. But also, I have lots of questions. <laughs> because, you know, you know me. I, it get, when they get to the part of, you know, not accepting anybody who's, you know, gay, lesbian, questioning all that then mm-hmm. that makes me upset but anyway you know who i feel like the perfect christian is who our friend Demetria. Mm-hmm. because agreed while she is a wonderful and very faithful woman she is also incredibly accepting yes of everybody and i think that's how it should be oh yeah and like i don't feel like it's fair to judge others on their beliefs or you know how they choose you know, to be or Absolutely. who they choose to be with, you know. Yes. The the world needs more people like her in it. 100% yes. for a multitude of reasons. Agreed. I'm like, I, I like to listen to all religions and see what they're about. Oh, absolutely. Especially if I don't know what they are. <laughs> and you know, there are, because um, obviously I, I grew up in a very religious family. So obviously the Bible was basically beaten over my head five or six times a week. <laughs> um, but... I've also, I've read the Quran once, um, and there are some, inc- it's just, but it's just like the Bible. There are some incredibly beautiful passages in it. Mm-hmm. There are also some things that make me raise my eyebrow. Yep. Um, so I, you know, there's, I think that there are beautiful and fascinating components to every religion's doctrine around the world. Yeah. And then there's some parts where you're like, hmm. I'm like, huh? That doesn't seem right. No. <laughs> But, well, we hope you enjoyed today. We hope you enjoyed Yule. We hope yes. that you... Um, celebrate it. Celebrate by drinking four <laughs> gallons of beer in three days. <laughs> Don't forget to pour some wine on your Yule log. Yes. Specifically cherry wood. And remember, your Yule log is a whole tree. <laughs> yes. A big tree. <laughs> yes. And make sure you have clean hands. You have to wash your damn hands. <laughs> that should be a given. <laughs> yes, it should. Well, please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast. Mm -hmm. And make sure you like us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And also, we have a little um, contact form on our website, www.thesquaggles.com. And you can also email us at thesquaggles at gmail.com please share your comments or requests of things you want us to talk about we also have merch available on our website yeah stocking stuffers yeah buy fun stuff for people for christmas even if they have no clue who the hell we are we're a small business too we are a small business get that dog hoodie oh the dog hoodies are so cute it's starting to get cold oh your chihuahua is cold dude peanut gets so cold And she loves sweaters. Yes. She's a bougie bitch. Get that dog hoodie. Yes. <laughs> All right, friends. Creep it real. We'll scare you later. Goodbye. Bye.